Bless you. We're glad you're all here. If you're a first-time guest, welcome to Church on the Hill. We're so glad you're here. I hope I got to meet you. If, we, if I didn't, we're going to have some snacks after just for you, just for us to get to meet. Um, this is overwhelming. Uh, it all started this week. I got a letter from John and Judy Sackett, forgetting they weren't going to be here Sunday. So I got a letter from them. I thought, well, that was nice, nice uh, encouragement letter. Then I got here to a sign in my, my, where, my, where I park. It's not necessarily my parking spot, but it's where I park. And I knew at least who was involved, just based on the way the sign looked, because it was perfect. Um, <laughs> we'll just leave that right there. And then the second I walk in the door, I got handed something, and I'm like, wait a minute. What's happening? And Michelle knows me, and she just said, just let it go. Just let it go, because I'm somebody that kind of likes to know what's going on, and this is just so overwhelming. I want to tell you, I have not opened a single one yet, because I'm afraid I wouldn't be able to do my job. So this, this is overwhelming. I'm so thankful for you. I told Elizabeth I kind of just wanted to talk about thankfulness after what you guys have been trying to express, because thankfulness in our walk with the Lord and with our walk with each other is so important that we be thankful. Uh, it even talks about how we enter into the gates of heaven, that we enter into the presence of God by being thankful, and how I don't want to rush through you being thankful. Now, I'm not going to make this about me. If you know me at all, I honestly want to run from it. Let me just get to work, and thank you for being thankful, but can we please turn the focus back to a different direction, and let's go forward. But it's so important that we be thankful, thankful for your spouse, thankful for your family, and I, I don't want to move away from this moment of you guys showing thankfulness for the pastors and for the staff without saying we're so thankful for you for what we've walked through in the last four or five years. And it has been very hard. You guys have all known we've been through a very difficult time of really kind of finding, refine, redefining our foundation, redefining our vision, recognizing who we are and what we're doing and why we're doing it. And in the midst of us doing that, you have been faithful. You have stayed. Family doesn't bail when things get tough. It, it, it's just the opposite. Families should put their roots down and with, with, withstand the storm. And I want to return this back to you and tell you, and I believe I can speak on behalf of Pastor Justin and Michelle, how thankful we are for you. Because we are turning a corner. We can feel it um, even this morning in worship, in what's going on in our Sunday school classes and in our small groups, what's going on in freedom prayer, what's going on on the externals of our church, the growth of our church. It's, it's foundation growth that's happening. Maybe we don't see the sprigs coming out of the ground yet, but I kind of think we're starting to see it. And the tide has turned. So I want to encourage you. Stay the course. I believe that where we are going is good. Where we're going is, is literally what, we're, what I've been praying about and what I've been preaching about from Matthew chapter 20 is making sure that we are loving each other. The, the two commandments we were given were to love God and love each other. That sounds so simple, but it's so easy to miss. And then we expect the blessings of God to pour out on us when we're not doing the two basic things that he called us to do and then wondering why we're missing it. Well, I don't believe as a church we're missing it. 
I believe we're pursuing it. So I just want to tell you again, thank you for being faithful. And for when things get tough, we don't run. I will just encourage you in your marriage, in your walk, in your walk with the Lord, in your job, things will get tough. It's part of life. Uh, we were talking as a worship team. We're still going through the book, um, Letters to the Church, and talking about suffering. And in this life includes suffering. We didn't miss God because we have some suffering issues. We live in a life that requires us to walk through things that are sometimes challenging. But what God says is, endure. Hold on. This isn't affecting heaven. I've got you. Your circumstance is not going to undo my plan for you. So I just want to return the thanks and just say, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. I'm not great at receiving thanks, but thank you. From the bottom of my heart, we love you. Um, we're in this together. Um, to my staff that's been through hell, they've stuck it out. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm, let me just be very awkward I, Brandon has coined this, and I'm not going to let him just own that expression any longer. It's our church expression. We do awkward well. Um, Justin and Michelle haven't had a raise, I don't know if ever. And we're about to go over the budget today. So I'm going to be, and, and listen, we're still struggling financially. But what I believe is time is that we start investing in what, what needs to be invested in. And Ms. Michelle and Justin are two that have stuck this thing out and are not wavering from difficult situations. I, I, I looked at Justin. He's about to fall apart. Now I'm about to fall apart. But be praying, be inviting, be giving to what God is doing in your life. And when God's moving, move. When God moves, you move. I, I want to address a situation where some, somebody was getting free down here. And getting kind of loud. And that's good. Be careful how you judge. You may say, yeah, wait a minute, that's wild in church. No, 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 no. If you go home and a spider is crawling on your arm, how are you going to react? Somebody get the spider, please. Is that how you'll be? No, you'll get up on the table and you'll start shouting and screaming and we probably don't need to record it. Or something great happens with your football team, like Tennessee finally wins a game. Uh-oh. Something weird's breaking out in church. We don't need to do that anymore. No, we are who we are. Let people respond and don't judge it. Pray for them for freedom. You got enough issues of your own to worry about what else somebody else is going on. What's going on? Do you hear me? Don't judge. Pray. Engage and grow. Amen. You need to reserve, you need to get, you need to accept the fact that we are all weird. Elizabeth finally figured out something about me. After 20-whatever years, she said, you know, I figured out that when you're driving and when we're going somewhere, you are in a, she didn't use it this way, but you're in a zone and you don't talk and you're not very happy until we get where we're going and all of a sudden the sun comes out and I'm happy again. I'm weird. 
Don't expect mushy from me when I've got a mission. Let me get to my mission, then I'll get mushy. Mushy, then mission. Not mission, then, no, whatever, you get it. Can we please be, can we please be who we are and begin to learn who each other is and accept where we are? Okay, man, as much as it seems like I'm just off the page, I feel like the Holy Spirit is here with us and is so desiring breakthrough for you. All right, let's just, look at that, there's more. Let's just dive into this next, next, next piece. We've been talking about noticing the unnoticed. Uh, Liz, I'm sorry, I'm completely discombobulated, so hit my first slide. Yeah, perfect, I've got six minutes. <laughs> Yay. Um, talking about the two blind men on the roadside. If you remember, it said it's, they're on the roadside, and people are going past, and they're shouting, hey, everyone, notice me, we're blind. And everybody, everybody going down the road, the congregation's all saying, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. And how do they respond? They get louder. They shout louder. And they yell. They see Jesus go by, and they yell, Jesus, have mercy on me. The crowd's telling them to be quiet. That's us. As uh, Brandon had even mentioned, we're trying so hard to love everyone. We're trying to love people like Jesus loved people. You may say that's impossible. It's not because Jesus is in me. I'm sorry, that's not impossible. You with zero mercy, you with all your quirks and issues, it is not impossible. All things are possible. What does that mean? What God has called us to do is possible in you because Jesus is in you. Did you hear that? Maybe that's not, not been the way that you viewed that verse, but I believe that's what that verse means, is what I've called you to do, what might seem impossible, isn't because I'm with you. All things are possible, so I can love. So we see these, these men crying out, and we learned last week, step one is to listen for clues that people are in pain. Next slide, please. Keep on going. You got about five to go. One more. Just click on that. There we go. Listen for clues that people are in pain. Second, or let me give you a scripture. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 13. If you shut your ears to the cry of the poor your own cries will be ignored. So I also, I'm a firm believer that there are so many facets as if we'll obey God's word, there will be so many other things that come with that. Even though we may read a specific blessing because of this one point, there are many facets of blessing that come with obeying God's word. Jesus is teaching us to love those that are by the wayside, to love those that are hurting, to slow down and hear their pain. But he's also saying, if you don't, when you cry out to me, I'm not going to hear you. Your own cries, not even that, will be ignored. That sounds rough. It's not rough. Obey God, and we don't have to worry about these things. When we fall under the kingdom authority of God, God does not miss a beat ever. He is faithful to his word. You need to recognize what God's faithful to, what God's truthful to, his word. Not your circumstance, 
not these external things, his word. So what's important is that we get under the authority of his word. So how do we get under the authority of his word? We do not ignore the cries of the poor. With that said, uh, citywide church service next Sunday night starts at, still don't know? We still don't know. It's vague. Rita, are you in here? Did Rita step out? She had posted something to Facebook or to Instagram for that. Uh, check Instagram. It may be there. I think it's, I think it's probably at 6 or 7 o'clock. The big community church service with a lot of churches next Sunday night. Anyway, the reason I'm saying is what that money goes toward, that if you give, goes toward rescue mission. And if you ever wanted to see a good place to give your money, it's the rescue mission. That is good soil for you to put your, soil, your money into. Let me backtrack to the um, thing that we've got coming up this weekend, which is the uh, yard sale. I had somebody question, when you have your own booth and you give your $15 and get your booth and then you sell your stuff, do you have to give that money to the church? No. Your $15 or whatever it costs for a spot goes toward children's ministry, but what you sell and what you gain is yours. We're just giving you a good platform for people to come up here and to be able to see your stuff and to sell your stuff. Now, if you've got a bunch of junk that you want to just donate, do that too. We'll take it, we'll sell it, and we'll keep the money. That will also go toward children's ministry. So if you don't want to fool with one, you don't want to pay the spot, you just want to come dump your stuff, we'll take it. And that's good soil too, sowing into your children. Amen? All right. I got one minute. All right, I'm just, I'm just going to give you the point. I'm just going to give you the point. I know it. It just is who I am, so accept me for who I am. And enjoy getting to the restaurants before everyone else. Look what step number two is. When you encounter someone by the wayside, you recognize their pain, stop what you're doing. Stop what you're doing. It says in Matthew chapter 20, verse 32, when Jesus heard their cries, he stopped. Now I want to ask you, was Jesus' purpose on the earth important? But he stopped. He was going somewhere with a plan. But he stopped. I am the type of person that does not like to stop when I am focused in on what I'm doing. It, I, I can barely hear you talking. It takes a move of God to get me to even hear what you're saying. But that is how Jesus loves. Our Savior, Creator of heavens and earth, when we cry, I believe all of heaven stops. And that's what we're called to do. He stops. I'll give you one last point. I'm going to just start with this point. If you want to be used by God, you must be willing to be interrupted. You must get used to be getting interrupted. 
So I'm going to leave you with that. I want to encourage you, be looking for these moments. Be listening for these moments. Expect God to use you this week. And I want to encourage you, regardless of where you are with your walk, you will be equipped for that moment because the Lord is with you. As Mark was praying over us and as he was saying he so wants to hear the Holy Spirit, I want you to know the Holy Spirit will speak to you. The Holy Spirit will speak to you. Father God, I just pray for our congregation this morning and I just ask you, Holy Spirit, to speak to us that we would slow down enough to hear. Father God, you've been moving in this place through our worship this morning, through literally the thankfulness, I believe, just in our thankfulness, in this body's thankfulness that we come into the presence of the Lord. As our heads are bowed, I just want to tell you, at the first of November, we're going to have a healing service. And I want you to know the healing service is of no use if the presence of the Lord's not here. But the presence of the Lord will be here because he's faithful that if we lift him up, he will come. Father God, we just so need your Holy Spirit. And we need to hear you over the clanging sounds of our own mind, of our own schedules, but also of a lot of external things that are trying to get our attention. Help us to hear you. I just pray right now for you, if you are here and you are lost, you've never accepted Christ, but you're hearing God pull at you. I want to tell you, it's just as simple, just surrender. Just give up. Just say, Lord God, I hear you. And I receive your Holy Spirit right now. And I confess out of my mouth that from this moment on, you will be my Lord and Savior. You will be my guide. You will be the one that I follow. Don't even know where to start. That's why we're here. That's why the church is here. Is to help you know how to walk. We want to walk with you. Father God, I just pray for breakthrough this week. I just come back to say who you are. You are way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Even when I can't see you, you're working. Even when I can't feel you, you're working. You never stop. You have a great plan for us. You have a great plan for Church on the Hill. Father God, with our leadership, with our leaders, I just ask right now that we would stay on target with you and your spirit and your word. And that God, you would be faithful to your word and you would bring the increase. The increase is not on us. It's on you. What's on us is that we follow you. Help us, Lord God, to be humble, to be repentive, and to acknowledge your word and your spirit and each other. Father God, I thank you that you have a great plan for everyone here and you have a great plan for our church. 
Now, Lord God, bless us and grow us. Help us to go out into the community and bring people into this body, into this fellowship. Help us, Father God, this week. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week. Please stick around and go get a snack just so that we can visit with you just a bit. God bless you and thank you for all that you've done.